right, welcome into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM, the Superstation. I am Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. Great to have you on the program. For the next couple hours, the best car radio show in all of uh, Michigan. Got a great uh, lineup for you today, uh, as always. Uh, We had a big week last week uh, with the North American Car of the Year jury that I'm a part of. We picked the winners in the car, truck, and utility vehicle of the year, so we'll be talking about that um, uh, today, about uh, the winners, uh, uh, some pretty unusual winners, particularly given the electronic vehicle um, trend going on uh, uh, right now. We'll also talk to John Okada, who uh, won for uh, the um, Acura Integra. He's a brand manager for Acura. He's going to join us. Uh, not only talk about the uh, the Acura Integra, which got car of the year, uh, but also about uh, Acura's plans down at IMSA here in a couple weeks. Uh, big, big change coming to prototype racing uh, in this country and the world, and uh, Acura is part of that, uh, joining Cadillac, Porsche, BMW uh, in the prototype class down in Daytona uh, for the 24-hour to kick off the, the, uh, the year. That's going to be uh, really exciting to see those new cars and uh, we'll wrap up the hour talking to James Taylor, who's the president of Heartland Institute, always a voice of reason here talking about uh, environmental uh, issues, which are which are which uh, have such an impact on this industry these days. Uh, uh, James, uh, very sensible uh, on the stuff. Uh, I think Heartland Institute's the best think tank out there on uh, global warming and related matters. And they got censored this week, which tells you, uh, how difficult it is to have a serious conversation uh, about these these issues that are impacting um, uh, the, this auto industry these days. They got censored off of YouTube. So we'll be talking to James uh, about that, giving him uh, 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 some publicity um, about what's going on in our industry uh, uh, regulatory-wise. And then the second hour, uh, more good stuff. We're going to be talking to Tony Eckrich, a good friend of ours, uh, who is with Cart to Cart? It's it's winter time, but that just still doesn't mean uh, we don't have a need for speed. He's got the best go kart track in all of Metro Detroit, and uh, has just entered into a larger contract called Full Throttle Adrenaline Parks, which is a number of parks across the tri-state area here of Ohio, um, uh, 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 Michigan, and and uh, Kentucky, uh, where you can go go kart racing. So that's exciting news, and we'll also be talking to Matt Caldwell of Tread Lightly. As always, you can. Uh, join us here on the program. Uh, call us at 313-778-7600 if you want to join in the conversation. And uh, we want to talk right off the bat here with Lauren Fix, the car coach, and Lindsey Brook, the editor of SAE Publications, two good friends of the program, and uh, both of whom are also uh, Car of the Year jurors uh, with me. Lauren, Lindsey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, great to, uh, great to have you guys here. And um, uh, an exciting week. Uh, uh, we were all, well, I, I, I had some other duties uh, last week, but um, uh, you guys were up at M1 Concourse this week for the announcement of the, uh, the, the winners of the uh, North American Car um, Truck and SUV of the Year. Uh, big day up there. M1 is a, a spectacular uh, racetrack as well as a great host. And uh, Lauren, you've been president of this organization, done tremendous work uh, for it. Tell, tell us what, what uh, NACTOY represents. Well, NACTOY represents 50 jurors. It's a combination of U.S. and Canada. We choose from many different variables 
the best cars. We pair them down, new vehicles. We pair them down over the year over three voting periods. And then the winner is announced in January. This year was at M1. Typically, it used to be at the Detroit Auto Show. And uh, what's great about it is the vehicle must be new. It, it has to be something that's dramatic, not just a, an update of, of something in the past. So the vehicles that won this year were all new. I mean, we had not seen the name in a while in many cases, or they're brand new to our to our group. But we pick a car, a truck, and an SUV. If it's uh, electric or if it's gas or whatever it might be powered by, those options are within each category. So we don't part those out. But the great part is we have a lot of different opinions, people that are all about going green, people that love gas or diesel vehicles, people that are into racing. So we have a really nice balance of people that are well-known in the industry and well-respected. Yeah, so let's uh, let's kick it right off, uh, Lauren. We, we had uh, this year uh, in, in, the, in the car category, and the, and the car category has uh, diminished, obviously, in the, in the last decade. Trucks are always strong here in North America, but SUVs are really the dominant um, uh, a non-truck uh, class. So you're seeing fewer sedans, fewer sports cars in the market. But we had, we had three really interesting uh, ent- entries, the Acura Integra, the Nissan Z, uh, sports car coupe and an electric uh, vehicle, the Genesis G80 Electrified. Um, the the Acura Integra was the winner. What, what do you think of that? You uh, you think that was uh, the right choice for the jury? Yeah, I think that the, uh, the right choice was the Integra. I, I was really torn. I did like the Genesis G80. I think Genesis makes phenomenal product. They've really come on stronger and stronger every year, and the results have been great sales. They've had record sales both with uh, the Hyundai and the Genesis lineup. And what's interesting is although the Nissan Z car was a fabulous car, it really was the previous generation with a different body on it. It had a lot of interior changes. It had a lot of unique look to it. But the Integra brought back a name that had so much history and so much enthusiasm, and the car was all new. It really made a big difference. It was pretty obvious to see which was the winner to me. Yeah, yeah, and the, the Integra had a healthy uh, uh, vote total. But Lindsay, I, I'm 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 a contrarian on on this uh, on on this uh, matter with my fellow jurists. I, I thought that the Nissan Z was they, they just hit the, the ball out of the park with this car. I mean, this, this is like the Integra. This is a classic uh, brand name. It's never gone away from the market uh, as the Integra did. And here we are in, uh, in 2023 model year, and I thought this was the best Nissan Z they have done since the original. The original is one of the first cars I ever rode in on a racetrack. The original 1970 240Z, spectacular car, obviously uh, kicked off a global craze that sticks with us today. But I, 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 I thought the Nissan Z, contrary to uh, the Integra, which is, uh, which is really a, an upscale Honda Civic, which is a tremendous car, I thought the Z was such an, such an original piece, uh, a singular piece for $40,000. I, I really like that. What would you think about the jury decision? Well, this was one year out of many that one of the few that I've actually voted for all three winners in, in each category. And I thought the Integra was just a, just a great example of how Honda just seamlessly integrates uh, a vehicle and how everything just performs and works really nicely uh, in a, in a car that's styled great. Uh, but I, as I sat there last week and waited for that envelope to open in the in the car category, 
I had this sneaking feeling that the Z was going to prevail uh, just because it really pulls at the heartstrings of those of us in the jury that are enthusiasts. And it, it is really a kind of a, um, you know, it's a real kind of hardware-feeling car. It's, it really harkens back to that original 240Z in its simplicity. I mean, simplicity in quotes, nothing simple today. But, you know, compared to just kind of, uh, you know, uh, highly contented electric cars with self-driving capability and all that jazz, it, it's really a fundamental sports coupe. And I thought it was going to sneak in for a win here, uh, despite voting for the Integra. And it didn't, but that doesn't demean the car at all. I think it's going to be a, a real hit. And it really is kind of like the, it's like the last vestige of, of, uh, of traditional vehicles. You know, ones that are really driver friendly, that are really track friendly, that are non-electrified. Uh, so it surprised me. As much as I like the Integra, I thought the Z was going to pull it out, and it didn't, but that, it's still a great car. Yeah, and yeah, it's just great to see those badges in the market. Uh, Integra Z, they, they uh, really inspire emotion from people, which is uh, what we love here at Car Radio. We're, we're car enthusiasts. Uh, Lauren, uh, the truck category, I, I think, was the, the fait accompli. I think everyone assumed that the Ford Lightning uh, was going to win this Ford's first F-150 uh, electric truck. It uh, I think it won 433 out of a potential 500 points. Just just blew away the competition. Uh, the, that competition being the uh, Chevy Silverado ZR2 and the and the Lordstown uh, Endurance. Endurance. You you you, uh, you you agree with the jury's decision on the Lightning? I do. I put all my votes in on the Lightning, but I have to say, if I was looking for a fun little truck that's gas-powered, I would buy a ZR2 in a minute. So certainly doesn't take anything away from Chevy's trucks. They have great trucks, and the ZR2 is just a blast. The Lordstown Endurance, though, is really a commercial truck. It's designed for fleets. So it was a tough call for them to even, you know, to get the votes that they've got. I mean, it is a really cool truck, but it's pretty basic. Pretty basic um, compared to what the Lightning is offering, which literally is everything. It's in an F-150. And I was a little worried about the F-150 getting as many votes as it did because I thought, you know, a few people had had written about the towing capacity not being what they had claimed. Um, But other than that, the vehicle does everything you need. If you're thinking about an electric truck, that would be the one to get. Yeah. Well, and, and, and Lindsay, I'm going to play contrarian again because uh, the, the Lightning's a fantastic truck. Uh, all three of these are a little expensive for my taste. They all are $60,000 in north, which is a general uh, issue these days with vehicles. They're all very expensive. But, but if you want a truck, and a truck is a Swiss Army knife to me, it's got to do a lot of things. In particular, it's got a tow. And that lightning, if you put 5,000 pounds behind it, uh, will go 100 miles. It won't get you in between superchargers on I-75 here. So I, I, yeah. thought, I thought the Silverado ZR2 was the most complete truck of the group. And I'm, I'm one of the rare jurists who put my points there. What, what say you? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I had an F-150 lightning out of Ford's press fleet uh, uh, not too long ago, and it was during our coldest weather so far in Michigan, and I got a, a little over 140 miles of range, not hauling anything, not towing anything, before you know, every every signal in the cluster was telling me, you better charge now, you better charge now. And 
that and the truck's price, you know, equipped like most people would equip it, are really off-putting for me. But I acknowledge that the truck is a, a game-changer. It's a breakthrough. It's a high-volume play in electric vehicles. Uh, you know, but, but that aspect of all electric pickups is still very worrying, and I think it's going to be really surprising, you know, for those that aren't eco you know, eco-warrior kind of buyers, you know, the brunt of the of the buying public, to get them out of combustion engine trucks, you know, price and hauling and towing are still an issue in this category. Now, Lordstown is kind of neat because, as I've mentioned on the show before, it's the first production truck with wheel motors, with an electric motor at each wheel, uh, which it, it is really good for the chassis in terms of nimbleness and 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 hauling and some serviceability, but, you know, the, the endurance is priced significantly higher than what the work truck versions of Lightning and the Chevy Silverado EV are going to be. So to Lauren's point, it's a, it's a fleet vehicle. It's designed for that. I'm not sure really how much, how much traction it's going to get in the marketplace. I hope they survive, but um, I'm not saying they're not going to, but it's, it's a tough it's a tough sell. I do like that ZR2, and to your point, Henry, you know, to, to do today what we all expect a truck to do, and that's perform multimodally, that really was the best truck of the three, even though I voted for the F-150 Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and like you say, yeah, the Lightning is, uh, is, is really a volume truck in EV space, so it, it really is going to, uh, uh, I, I, I think, uh, uh, a big, 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 a big player in the conversation of where EVs are going to go from here, just because a lot of people are going to own that uh, truck. Uh, Lauren, Lindsay, uh, hang in there. We're going to uh, uh, go to our last category, which is SUV of the year. Uh, when we get back uh, on the other side of the break, uh, we're going to hear from our advertisers here. You're on Car Radio, nine ten a.m. have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Balance of Nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials. And, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about 
four days to taking them. I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call All right, welcome back into Car Radio. We are talking with Lauren Fix, the car coach, and Lindsey Brook, editor of SAE Publications, about the North American car, truck, and utility vehicle of the year. And we come to our last category, a uh, fascinating category. First time, Lauren and Lindsey, that we've had a category populated entirely by electric um, uh, finalists, and uh, which... which uh, goes to how many electric vehicles are coming into the market, and they tend to come into the, mo- the biggest volume uh, segment, which is co- uh, midsize SUVs. We had three of them uh, this year, uh, the Cadillac Lyric, the Genesis GV60, uh, and the Kia EV6, and the Kia EV6 won. I thought that was that is quite a statement for Kia. Uh, to, to beat out two luxury brand, brand, brands, Genesis and Cadillac. What do you think of that, Lauren? Well, I, I was really torn. I loved the GV60. I am not an electric car person by any way, shape, or form, but I really loved the technology and the creative ideas. Instead of a, uh, a glove box, it was a drawer, which made more sense because that's what you do with your paperwork, right? You shove it in a drawer with all the extra things that you have at your house. And just little details like that, how the shifter flipped over, the fingertips start, you know, the, had the eye scan to open the doors. The, the technology in the GV60 was spectacular. So then I looked at the EV6, and, and I thought, wow, you know, that has just done so well. And as a world card year juror as well, um, EV6 had won a ton of awards. So I thought, well, this is, this is a difficult call. So I ended up splitting my votes between the two. The Cadillac, unfortunately, I think it's just way too expensive for the average person where the EV, the EV6 is so reasonably priced. It has great technology, easy to use. Kia is just kicking butt. Uh, and the Genesis, I, I just love the brand line. I just think they've done so much for the money. 
Yeah, the, uh, and it's interesting to see the, the, these Korean brands, uh, Hyundai, Kia, and Genesis, all take the same platform, the same battery platform, and produce three very distinctive uh, cars off that platform. The, the, uh, Lindsay, one of the issues I had uh, with this category was that EVs, to me, make sense in luxury. Um, they're, they're for a multi-car household. Uh, you, you really, to make sense of an EV, uh, you got to put a 240-volt uh, charger. you gotta, you got you to do a lot of extra work with an EV. To me, that makes it a, a luxury vehicle. That makes it difficult, I think, for a mainstream brand like Kia to compete here. Um, and if you've got $60,000 in your pocket and you want an all-wheel drive uh, EV, you're going to buy a, a Kia, a Genesis, or a Cadillac. I thought the Cadillac made a pretty compelling case uh, here. What, what say you? Yeah, I, I really like the Lyric. Uh, the, the interior, the overall design of the car, inside, outside, I think the materials inside, the, the combination of materials in the IP and in the cabin were really good. I agree on the price on that car. Uh, and I think what we're seeing is two of these three vehicles come from Hyundai Motor Company, Genesis, the premium brand, and Kia, kind of like the, the weird second cousin brand that, that Hyundai people don't like to talk about being, they, they consider them a competitor, but really they're part of the family. But this is a company, Hyundai overall, that is just a powerhouse. And they're, they're playing in all these different segments, and they're not afraid to be bold. The styling has just really kicked it off the last couple of years, and we see that in the Genesis, and we see it in the Kia. And, you know, you didn't mention, Henry, the Kia, uh, the GT version of this car that is just, uh, you know, it's like 500-horsepower electric muscle car almost. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and, and, and I agree with Lauren. I mean, this was a tough one for me, almost a coin toss between – the Genesis and the Kia, and I voted for the Kia just because the price was was more moderate. Uh, but uh, but really, what we're seeing here, and finally Hyundai, kind of like just is just rocking it in terms of entries in all these categories. Uh, but um, but either one of those cars for an EV buyer today would be a great choice, either the Genesis or the Kia. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, fa- it's fascinating to watch, uh, particularly in this segment, high volume segment. A lot of competitors in there, and uh, I, you know, I think uh, an Actoy Award is is going to make these uh, vehicles even more visible uh, for folks as they uh, you know as they look at these offerings uh, in, in the electric space. A lot of offerings. Twenty of the of the of the eligible forty seven vehicles this year for twenty twenty three. Uh, we're full electric vehicles, so that's, that's a lot of product coming into the market. Uh, Lindsay, great to uh, have you on as always. Uh, 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 appreciate the uh, the good work throughout the year with NACTOY. Uh, Lauren, uh, as always, a special shout-out to you. You've done so much to put uh, the, the, the NACTOY uh, award on the map. It's really one of the premier awards in the United States, and I uh, really appreciate everything you've done as uh, president of that organization. Thank you. I really appreciate that. All right, guys, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, so let's keep talking North American car, truck, and utility vehicle of the year here, specifically car of the year. Uh, that honor went to the Acura Integra, as we were discussing in the first segment with uh, Lauren Fix and Lindsey Brook, and we are joined now by John Akeda, who is the vice president and brand manager for Acura, has done uh, tremendous work for this brand in recent years. John, how are you? Hey, good morning, Andrew. How are you? Yeah, doing okay. You out in California? 
Yes, sir. But uh, today, Los Angeles, it's uh, not sunny. It's raining this morning. <laughs> yeah, I hear you guys have gotten a lot of rain uh, recently. Might want to go up to the hills and uh, hear the I hear the skiing in in uh, out in in California is fantastic right now. Yeah, it should be uh, all the hills you can see from our office up on the hills and then uh, just fresh area is just uh, yeah, it's. White cats. Yeah, yeah. I hear the, the the ski slopes are going to be open till like June or July. They got so much uh, snow uh, out there with uh, with all the rain and precipitation you've had. So, John, uh, congratulations on uh, the Acura Integra uh, car of the year. Just fantastic uh, to have that brand uh, or to have that uh, that badge back in the mix. You you've really done a, a tremendous amount of work in. Uh, sort of bringing Acura back to its roots uh, in the last few years. Integra, of course, is a big piece of that. But to talk about that a little bit. Talk about Integra now as sort of the halo of this sporty uh, premium brand. Well, you know, with with the Integra, it's such an uh, incredible brand in itself almost. And uh, it's a big part of our history at Acura. Uh, it's one of the key, you know, marquee names, iconic names that we've had uh, when we started this whole brand way back when. And uh, it was just a, a, it's a very necessary vehicle, obviously, to to round out the brand itself and our lineup. And uh, we're very excited to bring it back uh, in 20, last year now, I guess. Uh, yeah, we were able to uh, bring it back online and bring it to the stores. It's been a fantastic uh journey with that vehicle um it is uh what i would what i tell the guys and gals that said acura you know it's, it's almost like uh what the 911 is the portion integra is for acura so uh it, it's uh it's 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 been a great ride yeah no that's uh that's high praise to uh uh, you know, they have that kind of brand equity. Uh, the, the, the Integra is is that essential to the brand. Well, uh, um, so so as you as you guys uh, look at the lineup now, uh, the Integra starts the lineup. I, I think it's different than a lot of luxury uh, brands. Uh, you know, you speak of the 911. That's that's the the most expensive uh, vehicle, along with the Porsche Taycan that Porsche makes. It's right at the top of the lineup. And in, in the case of Acura. Uh, you guys had a vehicle uh, there at the top, the NSX, that was uh, your halo for the past few years. Uh, now it's really your entry-level car. T- uh, uh, talk about that appeal to a customer. Well, I, I think, you know, if you, we, we talk about the Integra and, and the brand that is in, uh, Integra within, within the Acura brand, but there's so much, uh, so many of those Integras that were built in the beginning uh, and uh, when we were uh, started the brand. So many great memories with so many of our clients. Uh, uh, a lot of warm and fuzzy. It was it was a challenge uh, to bring that uh, name back in, and uh, but it's kind of uh, it's it's a different approach. I, I, I see it, but uh, when we talk about Acura, there's a lot of a lot of great memories with a lot of our clients around this vehicle. So it was a huge challenge, uh, just like it was for the that created the second generation NSX, but uh, it comes with a lot of emotional memories that that, that makes. It was a vehicle that was exciting, fun to drive, but it was handed down, you know, to from uncles to their nephews or whatever. Everybody's got an integrity story, and so the team had a lot to live up to with this second gen and to be recognized by 
you know, yourself and everybody else uh, to make it the car of the year. Just uh, fantastic news for us. Yeah, and, the, and the, of course, uh, other big news uh, for us in North America is it's made here. I mean, the, the Acura Integra is put together uh, right down the road here in Marysville, Ohio. Why, why, why is that? Why, uh, why, why do manufacturing here? Well, manufacturing here for Acura, all of our vehicles now are, are manufactured in the state of Ohio, and uh, it's it's uh, it just makes sense, you know. It's uh, Integra. It's uh, it's part of, you know. There's no doubt about it. It's built on the uh, Civic platform, and uh, it just makes sense for us to do it here. And the people here in manufacturing in Ohio have been making cars here for so long, more than capable to uh, create a wonderful vehicle. And and the NSX was done here too. So, yeah, uh, it just makes sense for us all the way around. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, and it goes to the incredible flexibility. Uh, of this of this plant, uh, uh, Detroiters, of course, uh, are, are the, the city that put the world on wheels. But uh, Columbus is putting a lot of people on wheels these days. Between the two uh, Honda and Acura plants down there, they're making uh, an extraordinary uh, range of vehicles from CRVs to to uh, to Acura Integras to Honda Accords. So, a uh, huge manufacturing footprint. Uh, down there in Ohio. Uh, John, uh, uh, stay on the line for us if you would. We're going to uh, hear uh, from, from some advertisers here. And then on the other side, I want to talk to you a little bit about Acura Racing. We are on. Got it. We are on. You're on Car Radio, 9 10 a.m., the Superstation. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need The Word Network. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special. 100 spots for $600. This offer is for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Mike Z. For more information at 248-357-4566, 248-357-4566, or email at M-I-K-E-Z at the wordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry 
by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside a balance of nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. 910 AM Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 100 spots for $600 with a must-air within 30-day policy. And we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Mike Z at 248-357-4566 or email at M-I-K-E-Z at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. 910, the Superstation, Detroit's only African-American talk radio. Welcome back into Car Radio. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News, and we're talking with John Akeda, vice president and brand manager for the Acura brand, and uh, congratulating him on the Acura Integra winning car of the year uh, for 2023, uh, but also congratulating uh, Acura for its new prototype uh, race car that uh, is coming at the end of this month, uh, big uh, Daytona 24 hours coming here, and, and uh, John and I are both uh, race fans, and I'm always uh, always love talking racing uh, with John because that's that's one of the things that got you into in, into Honda Corporation, wasn't it, John? I went over there to Japan and saw Ironton Center race, and you were hooked. Yes, sir. Uh, it's that's that's quite a year far back, but uh, yeah, back in the early 90s, I was able to join Honda. But one of the key things is. You know, besides the incredible vehicles that they were making at the time, the racing component of it and Santa and F1 and all that really kind of sealed the deal for me that I wanted to work at this uh, great company. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting, John. We we had big news here uh, in the last couple weeks that Cadillac is going to get into Formula One racing. They're going to pair with uh, Andretti Autosport. Uh, in Indianapolis and uh, jump in for the first time ever, uh, compete against, uh, you know, big luxury brands like uh, like um, uh, Mercedes and Ferrari, Aston Martin, and yet Honda has always been there. I mean, Honda has always been there at, at Formula in Formula One. They're the, they were the top team last year in 2022, uh, providing the drivetrain for the Red Bull team and Max Verstappen. I mean, what, what is it about racing that is so important to, to uh, Honda Acura? I think it just goes back to our founder, Mr. Honda. You know, he's uh, obviously an extreme enthusiast, but he always felt that racing uh, would always bring the best out of the engineers because you're trying to do things at its limits. And it would teach our engineers to understand what it means to make an engine, uh, make whatever technology that you needed to do at its limits, and uh, also the pace of racing and how you have to keep improving, you know, the speed of it every week. What can we do better? And it, it just is uh, a very smart man. He, he grounded in that, and once they go through the cycle of working uh, on the F1 team or any of the racing teams, 
they would come back and help us engineer real cars for real people. And uh, it's, it, it sets a kind of a uh, environment and a culture that uh, helps us uh, be who we are. Yeah, it, it, it really is exciting uh, to, to, you know, to, to see that investment uh, into racing from Honda and, and Acura as well. And the, the NSX just went out of production uh, south of us uh, in Ohio, but, uh, but the NSX, NSX lives on. Uh, it'll be racing in the GTD uh, class at Daytona at the end of this month, and then you guys will have a new prototype in the um, in the in the top class in uh, Daytona. Uh, uh, talk about that and 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 uh, about that car and what Acura's ambitions are this year. Yeah, I mean uh, it's the ra- racing and IMSA just uh, evolved so much since we've come back in. Uh, you know, several years back we were partnered with. Uh, uh, Roger Penske and his team are winning championships back and back, back to back in the DPI class, as well as with Meyer Shank Racing with the NSX, and and then we just kept going with Wayne Taylor and, and Meyer Shank again, back to back Daytona champs with the DPI cars. But uh, what's exciting is that we are moving, uh, and so is moving on to the electrified racing area. It's uh, it will be a hybrid vehicle, and the GTP class will be. You know, it's very exciting. You got Porsche coming in. You got BMW. We'll be racing against some big names here, along with our other friends, uh, Cadillac. And there's more cars and more teams coming in. So it's uh, John Doon and his friends have done such a fantastic job of promoting and branding and, and getting exciting uh, sports car racing back into the U.S. And uh, we're really excited about getting our cars prepared and uh, HPD. Has uh, got all the gears going. Uh, we were able to assist designing the vehicle uh, right here in uh, California in the studio that I used to work at. And uh, it's a great looking car. Uh, it looks fast from what I'm understanding. And the car seems to be testing really well. Uh, this spike, you know, what everybody's going through with all these supply chain issues and things like that. But uh, it's coming at the end of the month here, and we're really excited about the new era. Yeah, I, I was talking to Wayne Taylor here at the Detroit Grand Prix last year, and uh, I mean it's a really a fast development program. Getting this together, uh, all the teams are sharing the hybrid piece, uh, but you guys are bringing in uh, your your typical. Uh, uh, I think it's a it's a turbo V6. So so it's it's quite a variety of drivetrains here, and you got a, a V8, I believe, in the Porsche and in the uh, Cadillac. Uh, you guys are doing a twin turbo V6. Is that right that is correct yeah so that's that's the great part about uh, the series is yes there are things that we will share but they let the you know the companies do what they feel is necessary whether it's a drivetrain or the styling itself you know we partnered up with oka again and uh, you can see the variety of the looks of the vehicles uh each oem brings to the table and uh yeah, it's it's it doesn't look all the same or anything like that. We're able to express ourselves and engineer things the way we feel is necessary, and then we go out there and compete. Yeah, are you you going to be down there at the end of this month, uh, John? Daytona. Absolutely, absolutely. You know I am. <laughs> awesome. I'm going to be down there as well. I tell you, it's it's going to be spectacular uh, when when those prototypes roll off the grid two by two. Uh, at, at one thirty in the afternoon, I think on Saturday. I mean, to hear the hear the sound of all those different uh, uh, drivetrains uh, coming off the front of that grid, it's going to be spectacular. 
Yeah, Daytona is something very special. And it's, it's, you know, you kick off the year with that. And, and last year for us, we, we kicked off the year with a win. I don't know. I mean, we kicked off the year this year with the Integra winning the uh, car of the year. We, we want to double down and keep the winning going here. But uh, it's an incredible, incredible event. And uh, if anybody's down there in, in the area, uh, it's worth coming to see because it is an exciting race. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Well, John, uh, congratulations again on the Integra and uh, looking forward to seeing you a couple weeks in Daytona. Yeah, Sammy, we're looking forward to seeing you there. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, have a great weekend. You too. All right, so let's pivot from uh, Acuras and auto racing uh, to the regulatory environment. Unfortunately, uh, politics is in everything these days, and particularly in, uh, in, in the auto industry. Uh, this is probably the most heavily regulated uh, time in this industry since the early 1970s. And uh, the 70s really... Um, uh, created a lot of chaos in the industry, um, uh, really jumbled uh, things as, as government regulations ran head-on into consumer choices, really took decades uh, to sort that out. And uh, here we are uh, at, at the dawn of the 21st century in the, in the 2020s, and, we're, and, and the industry, again, is facing uh, really heavy regulation uh, particularly around the issue of climate change. But uh, climate change, uh, which is called a crisis uh, these days, uh, has, has really not borne out as, as, a, as, a, as a crisis. It's a big regulatory issue, uh, but, uh, but scientists and uh, think tanks uh, will tell you it, yeah, there, there, are, there are bigger problems out there uh, than, than trying to taint, change the temperature. One of the best think tanks in this field is the Heartland Institute here in the Midwest. It's run by James Taylor, and he, he joins us. James, how are you? Hey, doing pretty well. How about you? Yeah, great. Uh, great to have you on the program again, uh, James. And, and um, you know, the, the, this industry is uh, it, it's in the middle of this, uh, this struggle right now. Um, Trying to deal with uh, with re- with regulations um, uh, that the, the, they're forcing the industry to go to electric vehicles at a time when the, that that market's the consumer market seems to be very small. But but as always here at Car Radio, we want to keep an eye on the science as well, and it's very important to continue to discuss whether or not uh, this is even an issue, uh, the, the, the global warming and the climate change. And I, I was uh, concerned to see that you guys uh, got pulled down from YouTube uh, in the last week uh, discussing this very issue. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, Henry. We, um, we had an interview that we were uh, airing live uh, this past Friday with Judith Curry. And Judith Curry is a climate scientist, in fact, uh, she was the chair of the uh, climatology department at Georgia Tech University. So, so this is <laughs> this is a scientist. This is a top tier scientist, as knowledgeable as anybody in the world on the topic. And uh, and it's funny with, with Dr. Curry, she was amidst the crowd that would be uh, promoting the quote-unquote mainstream view, the United Nations view that we're facing a climate crisis. We have to do something. But she would point out over time, because she had integrity, some one particular subtopic would come up and she'd say, hey, this actually, this part of it isn't true because of this. 
and then the uh, the climate activist crowd would pile on her and call her a denier and all that. She said, no, 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 look, I've written some of the science for the United Nations on your side, but we have to be honest. And as time went by, as she noticed more and more uh, the predictions weren't true, the science wasn't backed up, uh, she's become known as a skeptic or in the world of, of, of climate activists, a denier. So we had Dr. Curry slated to do a live video stream with us on YouTube. And again, you don't get more scientifically qualified in this field than Dr. Curry. And they pulled us down 20 minutes before we were to go live. And it's not the first time that you have had uh, climate scientists that have been blocked, banned, censored, shadow banned, all of the above uh, by social media because they do not want qualified climate scientists to talk about the issue unless they agree with the regulatory agenda. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, that, that's a tragedy, and, and uh, there's 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 too much of this going on uh, in this country right now. Uh, James, uh, uh, hang on, uh, we're going to take a, a break here here from our advertisers, and on the other side, we're going to continue talking with James Taylor of the Heartland Institute. You're on Car Radio, nine ten a.m. Have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials. And, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. 
The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call Welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM, the Superstation. We are talking with James Taylor, president of the Heartland Institute, uh, expert on climate change and uh, all the regulations that are affecting uh, the auto industry uh, these days, the industry that we dearly love here on Car Radio. And um, James, it's uh, you know you're talking. You talk, we were talking before the break about uh, this expert, Dr. Curry. Uh, that you guys had on your YouTube channel that got uh, censored in the last week. Uh, It's interesting to look back over the last uh, few decades, and uh, there's been some uh, uh, prominent uh, figures uh, who have have been very wrong on on, uh, climate crisis uh, predictions. One of them is Michael Mann, who was uh, caught up in the climate uh, gate scandal uh, a decade ago that I, I think really blew uh, uh, blew the, the um, uh, climate activists uh, out of the water. I mean, it showed real malfeasance uh, going on in the scientific uh, uh, community, and in particular showed uh, uh, blacklisting going on, which you never want in any field, but particularly in a scientific field. Another figure is Paul Ehrlich, who has been uh, predicting disaster for decades and was given a, uh, a, a very prominent uh, spot on 60 Minutes in the last week. And I think that's what auto companies fear, is that the, the media is such a megaphone uh, for alarmists like Michael Mann and Paul Ehrlich that the auto industry doesn't want to get bad press. But my question to you is, why doesn't uh, Paul Ehrlich, for example, get bad press? Yeah, because uh, the the media, which tilts to the left and towards government control of everything, loves what he says, even if he's proven wrong over and over again. So Paul Ehrlich, uh, our listeners may may recall, became famous in the early 1970s when he predicted that because of human overpopulation, of course there are far fewer people on the planet then than now, that before that century would be out, long before we got to the year 2000, there would be widespread global famine, there would be hunger, there would be malnutrition, there would be all sorts of problems uh, because there were too many people, too much consumption, uh, too much wealth, and uh, and he was proven wrong over and over again. And yet here, because Paul Ehrlich will still uh, be voicing these apocalyptic environmental scenarios, anti-human scenarios, the left loves them, and the media won't point out his failures. And it's not just the Paul Ehrlichs and Michael Manns of the world. I mean, the United States government itself uh, had to take down uh, back uh, a decade ago 
the U.S. government put up signs at Glacier National Park, all over the park, saying the, all these glaciers are going to be gone by the year 2020. Enjoy these last few years while you can. And they're still there, as strong as ever. The United Nations put, uh, put out in its uh, assessment reports, climate assessment report, that the Himalayan glaciers would be gone by the year 2035. Now, granted, they have 12 more years to go, but all of that snow and ice is not going to leave Mount Everest in the next decade or the entire Himalayan region, which is just engulfed in snow and ice. So it's individual scientists who are corrupt and wrong, it's governments, it's international organizations that are the same thing. And yet the media does not call any attention to that, uh, which is quite a shame. Yeah, and, and, and that's, that's why I think it's so important that we point out uh, when organizations like yours, the Heartland Institute, uh, that, that has been consistently correct on this issue for decades, uh, not only is it important for folks to seek out uh, organizations like yours, but also important uh, that they not be uh, muzzled as they were uh, here in the last week uh, with YouTube. I mean, these these uh, views are essential, particularly when you're dealing with industries like the automotive industry that employ so many people uh, and whose decisions uh, impact uh, so many uh, countries. I, I think one of the big uh, concerns uh, right now is that uh, at a time when the United States has become the leading oil producer in the world, the electric, uh, the, these electric mandates are going to force um, the uh, uh, mineral uh, mining for the industry offshore once again. I mean, we used to be heavily dependent on the Middle East. Uh, if this industry goes uh, heavily electric, uh, if the government mandates uh, battery-powered cars, most of those materials come from overseas, don't they? Right, exactly. And you mentioned the United States becoming the world's leading oil producer. Well, that was true near the end of the Trump administration. It's not true anymore because of the restrictions uh, put in place by the Biden administration deliberately discouraging oil production. And then we go beg Middle Eastern nations and Russia to produce more oil. The same with these minerals. Uh, they're necessary for uh, electric vehicles and wind turbines and solar panels. If we are going to set in place a legal and regulatory regime that is going to uh, transform the economy to the so-called renewable energy economy, we are going to have to be mining and producing many, many, many times more of these materials that, than we are doing right now. And at the same time, the same folks who oppose oil and natural gas production also oppose mining. So instead of mining the materials here in the United States, ethically, environmentally friendly manner, we are outsourcing them to the Congo, where child labor at basically no wages, slave labor, in China and other places where you are seeing this, this mining being done in, in an environmentally devastating manner and in a way that is utilizing essentially slave labor to produce them. How is this an improvement in human health and welfare, let alone environmental conditions. Yeah, I think that's such a uh, key point. I mean, uh, it, it, it's an easy bumper sticker uh, to say that automobiles are zero emission because they're running on batteries. But 
everything comes out of the ground, James. I mean, that is, that's the Industrial Revolution. Man figured out how to get uh, minerals out of the ground uh, and uh, make, uh, uh, make uh, you know, make, make internal combustions that run on oil or run uh, batteries that, that run off of uh, lithium ion. I, I think one of the great ironies going on right now is that Europe, uh, which is going headlong, into electrical, uh, into uh, electrification in their vehicles, they're they're really struggling in energy production, uh, in energy production to uh, um, to charge these things, aren't they? Right, and not only is Europe struggling with energy production, their electricity prices are approximately three times higher than the United States. But Europe provides a good example of where the environmental activists would take us. You may recall that when the Iron Curtain collapsed, Eastern Europe. People here in the West were appalled at what terrible conditions the environment was, where the governments did not take care of the environment. Um, The same thing is happening now deliberately when we are outsourcing the mining, for example, of rare earth elements. Uh, The mining of rare earth elements is about the most destructive environmental practice that goes on anywhere in the world today. And when you outsource it to, to the Congo, to China, to Mongolia, these are places where they're not even taking minimal pains, uh, minimal efforts to safeguard the environment. If we're worried about the Earth as a whole, we shouldn't be recreating the Eastern Europe uh, environmental disaster all over again in the name of saving the Earth. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, James, appreciate your joining us as always. Uh, uh, I, I, I wish you well and your struggles with YouTube and, and uh, hope we continue to have uh, uh, access to Heartland Institute's excellent uh, research. Thank you, Henry. Have a great weekend. You too. You can find uh, all of James Taylor's work at heartlandinstitute.org. As I say, I I think the premier uh, uh, think tank on these regulatory environmental issues that are so important to the auto industry. You're on Car Radio, 9, 10 a.m. We're going to take a break and be right back on the other side of the hour. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, 